Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Hi everyone, I'm Pastor Nathan Pastor here at Elk River Lutheran Church I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth and Family Ministries Jeremy Hulquist, Intern Pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music and Worship. And we are excited to be exploring this theme of welcome, that we are still called to be welcoming. And so we're going to be thinking about the question, what does it really mean to be welcoming? And uh, we have a scripture reading here coming up that talks directly about welcome. And we want to encourage you to think about this idea of welcome. Be thinking about uh, welcoming and times you've been welcomed. And we want to invite you into the conversation here this morning as well. And so we're going to continue with our scripture reading here now uh, from Romans 15. And our scripture reader for this morning is Pam Black. So Pam, we'll send it to you. Good morning. Today's reading is from Romans chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the people praise him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This ends the reading. Well, thanks, Pam, for sharing that reading, that scripture reading. And uh, so we uh, have this morning a sermon short video as well, uh, one that uh, the pastor has put together. Me. <laughs> and our tech so, guy? Uh, our tech, tech guy. guy. The tech, tech guy, guy doubles as pastor some days. Oh my goodness, that is kind of how it feels some days. Uh, and so we're going to continue with the sermon short, this video. And again, uh, the question I ask at the beginning of this sermon, which is the question that we'll be discussing uh, ourselves around the table, but that we'd love for you to chime in and share on is, what does welcoming really mean? I think that's a big and broad question. And so be thinking about that and feel free to jump into on the comments as well and say, uh, share and answer that question. What does welcoming really mean? So uh, here's some uh, things to noodle on about that theme of welcoming. Welcome. 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 Well, I love a good welcome, but really, what does welcoming mean? 
This is Ben. <laughs> we welcomed Benjamin Miller Mugas into the world on May 18, 2020. 2020, what a time and what a world to welcome him into. We welcomed him into the world in the middle of a global pandemic. And while he won't remember any of this, actually for the first 24 hours of his life at the hospital, he saw his mom and I wearing masks as much as he saw our actual faces. What a time to be welcomed into. This pandemic has turned our lives upside down, and yet we welcome him. One week after welcoming Ben into this world, George Floyd was killed by a police officer in Minneapolis. It was an event that sparked a much overdue racial reckoning in our nation and around the world. And if all of that wasn't enough, we're welcoming Ben into a world during a presidential election year. And wouldn't you know it, it's the nastiest, most polarized election in my lifetime. More than once I've wondered, what the heck kind of world are we welcoming this kid into? This world is broken and it can be so nasty. But here's the thing, the welcome and welcoming in general is not about being perfect and in total control of a situation. It's about coming alongside someone and showing real love and concern. Here's what I mean. Four months after his initial welcome into this world, Ben has been surrounded by love. From the moment he was born, masks or no masks, his mom and I have loved him. I'm mostly working from home right now, so I've been able to see him so much more than I ever saw our other boys when they were babies. He even gets to be in videos sometime. And speaking of those other boys, his brothers give him a lot of love. A lot of love. Maybe too much love sometimes. <laughs> well then, should we take you and let mom hold on to you for the rest of the sermon? Okay, say bye to everyone. Alright, I'm back. No baby. So the Bible encourages us saying, Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you. God's welcome and God's love in Christ is unconditional and knows no limits. That's the kind of welcome we strive for. As a church, we really try to be welcoming. And that doesn't mean we try to be perfect and always have our act together. It just means that we show genuine love and concern for people at church, but away from church too. So often we experience the grace and love of God through the grace and love of the people around us, through a warm, genuine, Welcome. What a better place this world is when we make it a more welcoming place. Even when the world seems crazy and scary, just know that you are not alone. Even with all the uncertainty and problems, there is also still hope and love. Just a few verses after that welcoming verse comes this great blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This world's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. This church is not perfect, but we welcome you. We welcome you to join us in trusting in God's grace. We welcome you to join us in striving to be the accepting, joyful community that God has called us to be. And we welcome you to come alongside us as we serve God and our neighbors. There's a lot of hope and love in a welcome. So welcome. 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 Welcome.
Well, thanks to those confirmation students for helping uh, extend a word of welcome. And like the end of the video there said, they invite you to their confirmation service next Sunday, September 27th. It'll be drive-in church, so you can join us in the parking lot in person or uh, online, of course, as well. And uh, we'll be celebrating their confirmation. So that'll be great. So. Welcome. Uh, this theme of welcoming and this question, what does welcoming really mean? And uh, maybe I'll say first that I used a baby in the video to be cute and uh, make people interested. Um, but, right. you know, also, uh, Annie thinks my little home office is kind of messy and sloppy and it looks really unprofessional. So uh, that's her thoughts on that. I don't know if you all have thoughts on it. Um, I guess you can share. But what we would really love for you to share are ideas about welcoming. Uh, thinking about what does welcoming really mean? And so anything come to mind for you guys as they're formulating their thoughts and then jumping into the conversation? Which you are jumping into the conversation, right? We invite you to. Share yes. your thoughts. <laughs> Share your thoughts. What does welcoming really mean? What does welcoming mean? Make you feel like you belong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. As I was remembering it, like as this was playing, so when I was a kid, I wasn't really comfortable singing. But I remember this guy, Leonard Schultz, from the church that I grew up in. Okay. Why the name sticks, I'm not sure. Yeah. But he pulled me aside one day after worship and he said, I think you need to join the choir. And I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. And so gave it some thought a couple weeks later and I joined and immediately I felt like I belonged there. And that was my inspiration to keep continu continuing to do music. Yeah. And so that one sense of invitation was what felt like I needed to be there. Sure. I think that belonging becomes a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember... Um, being welcomed into a church. I was, I was church shopping years ago, and I told this story on Thursday night at Sacred Wit, but I um, walked in and I sat by myself toward the back, not in the very back, but toward the back, yeah. and at, right before the service started, there's a little tap on my shoulder, and this nice lady, I thought she was going to say, well, welcome, you look new. <laughs> yeah. She said, we're shorthanded, can you help serve coffee after service? And I went, <laughs> <laughs> You know, sure. I said, I've never been here before, you know. And she goes, oh, oh, well, you looked familiar. And she walked away. <laughs> oh, that's it? <laughs> sure. And that's I'm both like, a really good welcome and not great. Yeah, right? it was not great. Yeah, yeah so I didn't weird. know. That's and then I was awkward, and so I fled. Sure. I just fled. You didn't go serve coffee. Right. Fight or flight, you flighted. Yeah. Yeah. I always think about my grandma when this, this concept sure. comes about. She always... <laughs> Every time we came into her house, she always welcomed us with a with a hug. She always sure. met us at the door, sure. and that that yeah. that 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 has stuck with me through my adult life. And I think also with my dad, uh, with the meat market growing yes. up, he always he always made sure to to whenever he heard the do doorbell open because it's a little dingling. Sure. Whenever he would hear it, he would make sure that he would welcome those people into his establishment. Sure. Yeah. And that I've carried that with me throughout really my whole life, making sure I do that. Yeah, I think those are such good examples. I, you know, I'm curious, this is a time, like like I said in the video, there, there's so much that's not normal and not good, and I think welcoming is one of those things that's never been more important, and yet it's so different, right? And like, so the idea is kind of playing with, with the sermon that I couldn't stop thinking about was that welcoming there are elements that we can control in welcoming people and there are elements that we can't control, right? And mm. so one of the things I've wondered about is in this time when, you know, shaking hands and hugging and sometimes because of masks even, like smiling at someone isn't always even possible. 
how do we keep being welcoming now? And I'd be curious on your all's thoughts on this too. You know, are there things that you are doing or ways that you're going out of your way to welcome? Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? You know, one of the things that I that I found out as a choir director, when you're conducting people, you can see on people's faces if they enjoy what they're doing or not. And when you're singing in a choir, you can't always be smiling because it ruins your sound, right? Sure. So a lot of times you're looking for the eyes. And I just realized nowadays is a perfect time for us to learn how to smize. <laughs> All right. Oh. To smile with the eyes. And, and there, is, there is something that happens when you put your expression in your eyes because your mouth doesn't need to express, but your eyes can. Yeah. You know, if we can learn how to smize. So. I feel like I end up making crazy eyes at people. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look in and the then mirror. they go the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. smizing all the time and people always walk away. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's, there's ways that we can communicate. Yeah. yeah. I think about our kids back at school. So now Teddy's like back at school and like he'll see friends and he'll say hi. And we're like, do you think they recognize you with your mask on? And he's like, I don't know. Like... So we're like, okay, well, so how do you, like, do you say hi? Or we're, we're often he'd probably just would smile at them because he's kind of quiet and shy. We're like, okay, you probably need to say hi and say their name if you know, you know if you're, you're recognizing them and waving, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it's been interesting because we've been having that exact conversation with them. How do you greet friends when they don't see you or then don't always even hear you because of the mask if you're talking yeah. quiet? And, yeah. Yeah, it's a different time. That's a great that's a great concept to teach your kids nowadays. How are you going to greet them? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. When I've learned the power of name tags, like mm. um, we went to a restaurant yesterday with friends and just to be able to call the waitress by her name, I mm -hmm. felt like that's just so mm -hmm. honoring. And it, it, for whatever reason, I think changed her demeanor from the, let's just get this done and over with, mm -hmm. to... Yeah. She was laughing with us and having some good conversation, and I felt like that broke through that sure. sort of artificial layer that happens in those spaces. Yeah. But how often do we forget to even notice someone's name? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. so important. Oh my yeah, gosh, we, it just humanizes. And we just talked about names we, yeah. on Thursday night at Sacred Wit, so you should go back and watch that yeah. if you yeah. missed it, because that's really important, is calling somebody yeah. by their name. <clears throat> breaks that ice, breaks that barrier. Yeah. Well, and name tags are such a regular part of worship at Elk River Lutheran. We have a drawer in the entryway full of them that <laughs> haven't been used for quite some months. And so you who have worshipped with us in the building before uh, know that we have that practice of putting on name tags every Sunday. And it does help with a sense of community and, and being known. And so... Now, online worship is a little different, and that's where, um, you know, every Sunday we say, hey, check in, let us know who you are and where you're watching from. That goes so far for creating this sense of community online. It's kind of like putting on name tag at the yeah. beginning of worship. And uh, just so you all know, we love it when you comment and uh, let us know wh who you are, where you're watching from, because then it's like, it's like we're interacting. It's less of a, you know, a performance in a, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know this, this studio that we're running here mm -hmm. and more of the community that we love and and so i mean we just thank you for that and encourage you to you know continue to enter in the conversation too well and there's power as you engage each other too yeah. to have those conversations Absolutely. 
I see that, and I'm I'm loving when I see the interactions, and we're not a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I get to go back and experience what's happening there, and I feel like it's part of my belonging with you. Yeah, you know, in contemplating the the question about what's the meaning of welcome, I I, I was thinking about uh, how you know how love is an action, and you have to continue to do it. I think welcoming is like that too. It's not your initial. Sometimes it it, it is so easy to initially welcome someone. But can you maintain that sense, that feeling, that sense of welcome while you're engaged in their relationship? And especially at church, I think, you know, when we're together and even online, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, but there, there can be a point where that someone doesn't feel welcome anymore in a place that they have felt welcome. Mm-hmm. So can sure. a continued behavior, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I think that's why it is kind of helpful every Sunday say, hey, we're watching from such and such, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we love that. And, you know, we kind of try to keep an eye on the comments a little bit during the service. This is kind of, you know, behind the curtain Peeling here. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, it, We try to watch some, but it's hard to kind of interact. And I think all of us do have the practice of going back and looking at the video mm-hmm. after yep. the fact to read through the comments and see what we missed because it, it does help us feel a sense of belonging, us ourselves, but mm-hmm. we hope that you feel that too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we also have the Facebook group, the uh, Elk River Lutheran Facebook group, which is uh, kind of like the page, but a little more interaction during the week. So if you're not a part of that, uh, search for that Elk River Lutheran Lutheran group. If you are on here for worship, you're welcome to join the group. We'd love to have you in the group too. Absolutely. I want to share, uh, Carrie Hegvick said something and I I absolutely love it. Yeah. So we have buttons at Hennepin County Medical Center with our unmasked faces on them. Yeah. Uh, So people know what they look like behind the mask. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish that was something we did in general. Isn't that true? Because I don't recognize people Mm -hmm. when their masks are on and and I think that's real. That's an that's, awesome that's idea. An Thank you, Carrie. Idea. Yeah, I, you know, I, I shared earlier the example of you know when Ben was born. You know, like we never saw the face of the doctor who delivered him. Like how odd is that like i mean you know and there's so many experiences like that that i think we've all had now in this masking kind of time right. mm-hmm. and toby is right too you know it's important to understand that some individuals never feel welcome yeah i think honoring that in people too that that's something we have a responsibility for mm-hmm. is finding a way to invite people in and be a part of something and realizing that sometimes we just miss the mark Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so how do we how do we think about that as a community, both online as well as in person? How do we welcome and invite people to be a part of something? Right, because this welcoming, you know, we're kind of we're talking about specific church welcoming and making people feel comfortable and welcomed at church, but it's much bigger than that, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the whole world. I mean, it's yeah, it's doctors and nurses at HCMC, you know, mm-hmm. having buttons with their faces. I mean, that is, you know, powerful stuff. It's Taylor's dad at the meat market, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, uh, those are things that all of us have the opportunity to make people feel welcome. And I think the world is a better place when it's a more loving and welcoming place. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes some intentionality to get to know the people we don't agree mm-hmm. with or know or even that we feel uncomfortable around, I think sometimes breaking that barrier Mm -hmm. humanizes us in a way that says, sometimes I'm just uncomfortable and I need to be open to just experiencing what someone else offers. Um, How do I engage with them? How do I interact with them? Yeah, because that's one of the things, that's one of the things that we wrestle with when we call ourselves a welcome church, a welcoming church. Mm -hmm. Are we going to welcome everyone, although Mm -hmm. we disagree? Right. Yeah. How can we do that? Yeah. Right. 
You know, the verse from Romans says, Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you. Uh, for the glory of God. You know, and so it's, uh, it's a big calling. Uh, Jesus cast a pretty wide net and had a pretty big welcome. And that's what we aspire to. And I think sometimes we, we crush it and do great. Sometimes we fall way short. That's both true as a church and as individuals. Uh, and yet we keep striving for that, that goal of uh, welcoming yeah. one another as Christ welcomed us. Sorry, I'm going to totally curveball that, but I, it yeah. fits so well. Uh, Forrest Gump. The scene okay. where he's a little kid and he gets on the bus. Yeah. And he says, he stands there and he waits and he kind of ponders for a little bit. And the bus driver looks at him and goes, get on the bus. And he goes, well, my name's Forrest. He said, I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. But then he introduces himself again and he says, well, we're no longer strangers. And he gets on the bus. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Like mm-hmm. that sense of, love oh that. yeah, that sense of welcome starts with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how do I, how do I get there? Sometimes a small step too. Right? On Wednesday, um, this coming Wednesday, we're going to welcome back confirmation and high school kids. And mm-hmm. so first confirmation and then after that high school. And it's going to be dark when the high school meets. So we're going to have a campfire this week. But it's going to be really fun to welcome kids back, even though we'll have masks on and we're going to be socially distant. It's going to be very different. And outside. And mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how fun is it going to be to see our friends and maybe some new friends that are going to come. So yeah. we all have to be welcoming and introduce ourselves. Yeah, That's really important. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.